to The Outcast, the podcast for anyone who has ever felt like an outsider or an outcast. Last episode, we started talking about sexual harassment, and it involved kids. A very hard subject to talk about, and if you missed it, I would invite you to check it out with Diana Flett, founder of Girl Smarts. We had a really powerful conversation based around a study of middle school-aged girls speaking out on the times they have been sexually harassed, verbally, and in some cases, even physically touched. On this episode, I want to concentrate on the Me Too movement, not only on the movement, but also on some personal stories, including my own. With the hashtag Me Too going viral not that long ago, it may be news to some that the Me Too movement was actually started in 2006 by Tarana Burke, who founded the movement to help survivors of sexual violence, particularly young women of color from low wealth communities. Her hope, her desire, her goal was to find a pathway to healing. As the movement has gone viral, Tarana reminded everyone of the main goal, which is to expand this global conversation around sexual violence and to highlight those who sometimes do not have a voice. Young people, queer, trans, disabled people, black women, girls, all communities of color. And of course, the ultimate goal to ensure that survivors know they are not alone. And my guest is my colleague and my friend, Laura LaBelle, who is also a host of another podcast that we have. And of course, uh, it's doing very well. And Laura's very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. And she's just fantastic hosting that. It is called The Impossible Job. And Laura, welcome to my podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I want you to tell everybody what your podcast is about because I love it. And I, <laughs> you are funny and great and just so down to earth. And Thank it's a you. really great podcast. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, The Impossible Job is uh, a parenting podcast um, and it's kind of just that how Im- how impossible parenting can be um, so many things change you get new studies that come out all the time new recommendations from pediatricians uh, your friends family might tell you stuff and it's just impossible to keep up with like all the new information and I think ultimately every parent just wants their kids to be kind and you know productive members of society and just I think we all need to stop judging each other Mm. as parents yes because we all have the same goal to not raise jerks exactly I love that that's your tagline (laughs) for your podcast that makes me so happy it's fantastic and I you know when I'm I'm talking to people about all of the podcasts that we have available and this being one of them, The Impossible Job, I I always tell people, you know, Laura is the one who is not like a big radio person. Like she doesn't have, she's so different from the rest of us and (laughs) so much like more natural and just laid back. You know, we've all been in this business for a really long time and you just come in and bring this like really fresh, like organic style. Thank you. And I love it. It's it's a really great show. It really is. Thank you. Um, So I'm excited to have you on mine. And this is interesting because I want to, at the beginning here, thank you. Uh, You were one of the reasons that I, when I was looking at my podcast, The Outcast, when I was looking at what the umbrella topic should be and the kinds of things we should address, I really... We, we were all having a big like brainstorming uh, meeting regarding all of our shows. Yeah. And, and you shared something with me that made me realize as I was putting together this show that I needed to make that umbrella a little bit bigger and a little bit wider than what I originally was going for. 
And in you sharing all of that, it really did give me a passion even more so for people who have been through things that have felt singled out, that have felt like they're on the outside looking in sometimes, that have Mm -hmm. felt like they don't have a voice sometimes. And so thanks for that, because you sharing that in that vulnerable moment really, really did a lot for this show. So I I appreciate that. Well, thank you. I'm touched. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. The Outcast podcast is supported by Richmond to DC com. Most folks who work here love living here, and that makes a difference. At Richmond to DC com, they're proud to work the hometown advantage around the clock, connecting local employers to local job seekers. Richmond to DC com makes it easy to post a job and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. And if you're looking for a good local job, search jobs and apply online right now. Get the advantage of finding a job close to home at Richmond to DC com. Local jobs that work um talking about sexual harassment Mm -hmm. i wanted to do the second part to really focus on the adult side okay and so this part i wanted all of us to be able to kind of have a moment where we share some personal things that have happened to us as we start to share some of this let me first ask you i mean you and i both have shared things with each other that we both fall in the me too yeah category and things have happened to you that, you know, very similar that also happened to me and that I'm sure a lot of people will relate to if you want to share some of that. Uh, sure. So kind of started out as I was on a date with this guy. I'd been on a few dates with him and before. Um, we were at a bar. He wanted to leave and kind of go drive around and... I said, okay, because I, you know, I really liked him. I wanted to be in a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was good that we would have like some one-on-one time. Sure. Um, he ended up taking me um, kind of down some backwoods roads type of deal. Dark, kinda, windy, dark shady winding, shady kind yeah. of a situation. Yeah. So I didn't really know where we were. It was dark outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... We like parked somewhere and we were talking for a little bit and it was late and he kind of started making some moves mm-hmm. and um, I was uncomfortable with it because I didn't know where I was. It was dark um, and he's kind of bigger than me mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so it was just, I did feel this pressure to kind of do whatever he wanted. Yeah. Um, we did end up having uh, intercourse. Um, but the whole time it was kind of just, I didn't want to, Mm -hmm. that was it. I didn't want to do it. I let him because I wanted him to like me. Sure. I, and again, I was also in this kind of awkward position of, I don't know where I am. And I kind of just, I just kind of wanted it to be over. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, so I just, um. Yeah, I didn't really say no, but I did say things like, it's getting really late, I'm uncomfortable, like, what if we get caught? Like, I was trying to come up with excuses. Um, to shift the momentum to, to, of the situation, yeah, sure. but he kind of just always had, like, an excuse, like, yeah. oh, it's okay, don't worry about it, or no, we're not going to get caught, or if we do, it's not going to be a big deal, but uh, it was just, I don't know, it was this really uncomfortable moment um we did end up 
dating for almost a year, honestly. But um, I don't know. I don't like when I think back on it, I don't necessarily think of him as like this bad guy. Right. Um, But obviously, I think the relationship was doomed from the beginning just because of the way it started out. Right. Like what happened was um, there was no because of that, there was like no respect in our relationship. There was not really it was the whole relationship was deprived of trust mm. it was deprived. for the whole time for the whole time i mean just because i think that kind of just set the tone it did. in a yeah. way like he obviously didn't respect me in the right. way that i probably or i feel that i should have been respected by saying things like i'm uncomfortable it's getting really late mm-hmm. maybe we should go home things right. like that so these are verbal cues yeah <laughs> which, which really when you think about it i mean what are different ways of saying totally, no but absolutely. i didn't actually say the words no right which i i find very interesting and i think is is such a a, a learning slash teachable moment for for people in general you know, let's teach our kids and our boys growing up and our girls growing up, uh, hear the cues, you know, respect someone's cues. Mm -hmm. You know, I realize it's what what I find so interesting. And I'm I'm curious to ask you this question because I, I know people, when you share a story with a group of people, sometimes a story like what you just shared with me, sometimes the first thing people want to do is like flip the thing around and like shine the spotlight on you and ask you these questions Mm -hmm. i don't know if you've heard that before but like all of a sudden people the question would rise after you share a story like that why in the world would you be in a relationship with him for a year afterwards yeah well because i liked him and i as stupid as it sounds now i wanted him to like me exactly And and here's here's the problem with that question do you really feel like you should have to answer that question? No. Exactly. I mean, looking, I mean, at the time I was much younger yeah. too. And I didn't, I kind of came from like a string of like not so great relationships. Mm-hmm. And, but this one definitely kind of just made me feel like maybe I wasn't worth having a good relationship in mm. a way. Like yeah. this was, like this was it. And I also think though, I think we're taught from a pretty young age that during dating, boys are supposed to push the boundaries of like the relationship. They're always supposed to persist. They're supposed to be aggressive. They're supposed to trick women into getting into bed. Mm-hmm. And it's the women's job to always say no, um, not be tricked. They're supposed to maintain this like chastity no matter what. But then they're also supposed to give in mm-hmm. at the end. Like it's supposed to be this game, this chase game. It's supposed to be a chase. Yeah. Right. And then, but if you don't, if you don't let him catch you, then you're a tease. Yes. You're a prude. Yeah. You're, so it's, you're it's something this really. Yeah. <laughs> you're like always in a stinking category. I think that's yeah. what bothers me so much is like out of these things, like where, where's the, why is it a win-lose? Why are we in a competition? Right. Why have we made this a game and all of a sudden? There's so many like conflicting things about I don't know, being a woman in a relationship, I mm-hmm. think, because you get told all these different things, like conflicting things, like yeah. you better keep him interested or he's going to leave you. Yeah. You better keep him interested or he's going to cheat on you. Right. But then he's not going to buy the cow if he gets the milk for free. Oh, like gosh, all that, right? Like all that crap. So it's, you kind of, you're stuck. 
it's a gray it's such a gray it's, yeah gray area and as we're talking about this it, it reminded me of the recent uh news that i'm sure most of you may have heard about um the the amy schumer stuff amy schumer I think she's a fantastic comedian. I, mm-hmm. I really do enjoy the stuff that she's doing. I, I hear, I haven't seen it yet, but I hear her movie, I, I Feel Pretty, has a really great message uh, behind it. So I, I really want to check that out at some point. But here's what's interesting, and I think what relates to what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. She recently opened up with a big interview uh, with Oprah about her sexual assault that occurred to her when she was younger and i believe uh it was like college time Mm -hmm. uh not that that part matters when it was but regardless um really really good conversation that she had with with oprah about this and just got super vulnerable and and super honest with everybody basically she was telling everybody look i i lost my virginity while i was asleep Mm-hmm. I was in a relationship. It, she used to bring this up in her stand-up, actually. And and I remember some of her stand-up covering some of this. And I never thought about it at that time. Like, I thought maybe that was just material or she kind of made it up. Or I never realized that this had come from a true, true place for her. Yeah, I think I remember seeing, uh, like, a comedy special and she was talking about when she was in college. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think it was just, I think maybe it happens more when you're younger just because you're so inexperienced yeah. and so yeah and i think you don't again you don't know where to go with it sometimes and you don't know for her this is very interesting because for her she called it gray area rape yeah. and she basically said look i was in a relationship with this guy i wanted him to like me i i wanted all of these things but we weren't at that place in our relationship where i was saying yes i wanted to have sex with him right and so she said i was asleep and it happened and i didn't consent and she said i felt really angry um you know, she's, she was talking about the rage that has stayed with her. And I want to talk a little bit about that for a second. Do you still carry that um, with you? Where's the rage in your... I'm not so... I don't have a... I actually don't think I have a lot of rage about it. I have confusion about it because I think up until somewhat recently, um, I kind of just pushed it to the back of my mind. Mm. Um, it was it just wasn't something I wanted to think about, I guess. Um with the whole Me Too movement, it did kind of bring it to the foreground a little bit. Right. <laughs> so I've had to think about it yeah. more. Um, and I do think I just have the benefit of time and experience now. Um, I do cons- I do absolutely think it was rape. Um, it wasn't violent. And I think a lot of times when people hear the word rape, they think uh, like a violent act occurred. There wasn't violence in my in my story. However... It, I didn't consent to it, um, so it was against my will. I think that's exactly um, what Amy brought up in yeah. her interview. She basically said, as kids, we're taught that there's going to be a big bad villain, that there's going to be this like big scary monster situation that, you know, uh, when you think about rape and your discussions about that uh, when you were maybe growing up or in your early or late teens and early 20s, maybe that you had this whole picture in your mind of like somebody like you walking down a dark alley and somebody jumping out from behind a, yeah. a dumpster it punches you in the side of the face and, and so like that's the only, <laughs> tackles you to the ground exactly so, no, that's, that's the only picture you had right. i 
had that picture. I totally had that picture. So I, it was a big jump for me to go through some life experiences, have some things happen to me, and and say, okay, it's not that. It's not that big scary villain. It's actually probably the person that you're trusting. It's the person that you're really close to, the one you're dating, the one you're trying to start having a relationship with, or the guy that you like, or the girl that you were flirting with, or yeah. you know, and it, it, it's that instead of what you were thinking this big scary monster situation was yeah i mean he didn't take my virginity so i don't have a lot of emotions tied up in that mm-hmm. but um i mean i'm i'm mad that i had we had that lack of respect yeah um for one another i guess but uh i i don't think his act was malicious mm-hmm so I can kind of forgive okay. that in a, in a way. Like, I don't, I don't know. I kind of like sit there and I think like, if I had said this or if I had done that or if I had said no, would he still have pushed mm-hmm. or would he have stopped and taken me home? And I, I would hope that he would have said, oh, okay, well then we can just, we can go home. But but you really don't know. I don't know. But that's yeah. the thing. Like, I don't know, and I don't. You kind of get stuck in this like what if spiral. I was, <laughs> literally, I just wrote that down when you said. <laughs> I was like, seriously, we could what if every com- yeah. every every situation that we've had. I so let me let me share one of my stories that I, that that happened. Something that happened to me. This was like at my first job, my very first job, and my boss, who was in charge, authority figure. I mean. I really didn't know. This was my first like experience in the real world with a, a professional job and like I, you know how does this work and I'm trying to figure out the structure of things, you know, the boss and then there's the owner and the owner's dad and you know there was just a lot of stuff going on and I and I of course respected that position of authority especially cuz this was my first job and I wanted to make a great impression. Mm-hmm. And one day I walked into my boss's office and there he stood in the back corner of the office pleasuring himself. And I immediately froze in shock. Yeah. And disgust and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I literally had this moment of like Am I supposed to leave? Is that okay if I leave? Like I literally, I I had this like deer in headlights yeah. kind of moment of like I can leave, right? Or wait, can I? Oh yeah, I don't. I mean, it, I, I don't even want to. Honestly, like I can, I can picture that, and it's incredibly disturbing. It's horrible, yeah. and 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 so I didn't leave at first. I was like seventeen. Yeah, I I I didn't know what to do in that moment at all. And I have what ifed that yeah. my whole life and, and other things that have happened to me. But I, I I think about that particular time and I think, I what if I would have said, oh my, what if I would have said something like out loud, very aggressively, like, oh my God, this is wrong. You should not do this. I'm going to, I'm going to say something to someone. Right. But you when know, you're younger like that, you exactly. don't have like the life experience. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I hope... I hope that my kids, when they grow up, they have all the confidence in the world. But I mean, honestly, at 17 years old, I didn't have a whole ton of confidence, not like in the confidence for that type of situation. Sure. So I absolutely understand like just freezing yeah. in that 
scenario. I think a lot of women especially, and I'm not just saying women because I know men get assaulted as well, mm-hmm. but I, I, I know of a lot of women who have felt like they have beat themselves up for years about freezing in a moment, about mm-hmm. going into a state of shock and not reacting. I, there's no blame in that that yeah. needs to be had because here's what I I have heard from therapist friends of mine and what I have heard in my own therapy is that think about what you would say to your child if your child had been through something like that would you blame your child for freezing in a moment of fear or whatever of course you want to give them the tools to be able to handle a situation like yeah. that but you wouldn't no. let them beat themselves up no absolutely that's it absolutely would if they were in that type of position position it's absolutely not their fault because they had no control over the scenario they weren't the one causing it they right. just happened to be a, a bystander in that that way and it's just no i would not blame my kids for something like that because that's honestly i feel like that's ludicrous but. it really is <laughs> I, and i feel like we as adults have to take that same care with ourselves We have to take that same care with ourselves in these situations that we've been in to not what if it to death. Yeah. Because, look, we all have done the best we could in a moment in a situation and bad things happen. They do. And so we have to to be able to somehow come around to the other side of that and realize that was a chapter in our book. Mm -hmm. And our book has a lot of chapters in it. And so. I have found, and I'm curious about about your stuff that you've been through and in your life, um, I have found that talking about it with other people is a healing exercise for me. I find it to be very healing from some of the things that I have been through. Do you find sharing with people that you trust in your friend group and, and things like that, do you find that that's healing for you at all as you kind of walk through that? Or are you sort of a quiet healer with I'm, yourself? I'm, I'm, I'm a quiet healer. Um, I actually haven't really, um, I think I've only probably told this story um, probably to like three people. Wow. So like you, my husband, and then one of my friends. Right. Um, that's only because I, again, it was this whole, the Me Too movement yeah. kind of came about recently. So it, it kind of caused me to maybe look look back on some of my past relationships and past experiences. Um, and I think I probably also haven't shared it because for a really long time I was kind of confused about it. And I think I blamed myself for it. Um, so I just, I didn't want to be judged for it. I didn't want people to put any blame back on me. Like, well, it wouldn't have happened if you, you know, said no. It wouldn't have happened if you weren't a slut. It wouldn't mm. have happened if yeah. I didn't want it I didn't want any blame for it. So I just kind of kept it to myself. Um one quote that I actually saw or I read that um kind of helped me with the whole like terminology between like rape and non-consensual sex and consensual sex and the having it be such like a gray area Mm -hmm. is it really doesn't need to be a gray area it shouldn't be consensual and the quote is consensual sex is just sex to say that implies that there is such a thing as non-consensual sex which there isn't that's rape uh 
That is what it needs to be called, and there is only sex or rape. Don't teach people that rape is just another part of sex. There are two very separate events, and you you wouldn't say breathing swimming and non-breathing swimming. You say swimming and drowning. Mm. And I think, and I don't know who said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw it on like Instagram, That's and it powerful, was though. and it was unknown. But That's powerful. But it was just like, yeah. There isn't. Why have we given it right. sex? Why have we given it right. so many different like uh, variations and with different titles? There isn't. It's one. Or, it's one or the other. Yeah. In my personal opinion, it's it's there's sex and then there's rape. And when I think people hear rape, they just automatically assume like a violent act. Mm-hmm. No, it's not necessarily a violent act. It's just it wasn't consensual, regardless of what happened how to get there I guess but for my case yeah I think it was rape because I did not consent I it was against my will no I didn't say no but I did say plenty of other ways to say no I guess but it was just I feel like there's just like this really gray area around it and it shouldn't be it's it's just sex and then it's rape that's super powerful. I, 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 that was one of the things that uh, when we were talking about Amy Schumer, she had also said at the end of her interview, I didn't consent. We hadn't discussed it. We were not there in our relationship. We were not there in that particular moment. Um, she talked about uh, how she wanted, obviously, this person to like her. She continued dating this person afterwards. Mm-hmm. This wasn't about like a violent kind of a situation. And also something that she... Uh, uh, this wasn't about a violent guy who she saw as violent. Right. Obviously, you know, it was not something she wanted either. Yeah. You know, so it's either it's it's a it's either a yes or a no. It's a I wanted it or I didn't want it. Yeah. It's that. It's it should not be this gray. I hate that we even have the term gray area rape. Yeah. Because I feel like it does send conflicting messages to younger people who are trying to figure out those things. Yeah. And I I think the whole kind of going back to the question of well why did you stay in a relationship with this person if this is how it started out well because I think also sex and love are kind of wrapped up mm-hmm. with each other and it gets it's really confusing when it gets really confusing when sex is kind of used as a tool instead of as an act of love mm-hmm. in a way. And I'm not saying like people can't have sex if they're not in love, right. obviously, right. but but I do think they kind of they are they are very closely intertwined. Yeah. So to when you like someone and you want to be in a relationship with someone and you don't want them to be mad at you, which is I mean, now that I'm older and have more life experience, I think is absolutely ridiculous, but but that's what you think when you're but younger. That's when I was younger, that's what I thought, and that Gosh, was my. I thought it in my twenties still. Well, that's yeah. You know, I did. Yeah. I thought I've been like, I want this. I never said it that way, but I meant it in my heart that way, a million percent. Yeah. I want this person to like me so much. I'm willing to change some things. I'm mm-hmm. willing to move some boundaries. I'm willing to have some gray area. Yeah. I'm willing to not speak up about some things because of that. So yes, the lines can get very mixed when you have those very serious emotions up at the top. Yeah. 
I wanted to uh, I wanted to share a couple more things uh, regarding how you feel like maybe you will handle this in the future. As this is an early thing for you to kind of talk about, because mm-hmm. you've, you've said you haven't shared it with a lot of people, and um, and and now you're sharing it on this platform, which I'm very <laughs> I'm very thankful for, because I think a lot of people are scared. Yeah, I think I th- a lot of people have something and they would like to share it, and they're scared to do so. So I feel like it's in these moments when we share things that we're able to say, "Hey, me too. Hey, we're with you." you can share this is a safe place whatever you want to say you can say Mm -hmm. so is that something i feel like this is a really good space for you to be able to share is that something you'll continue doing uh yeah i mean i'll probably i'm not i don't know i mean depending on who it is i guess right um but i mean yeah i decided to share it with you on this platform mainly just because I think there's probably a ton of people out there who have the same sort of situations that happen to them. And they're like thinking to themselves, well, was I wrong? Was this something else? And they're, I don't know, maybe just really confused about it. And then maybe also feel a little bit of shame and guilt associated with it also. Yeah. Um, And I just kind of want to say to them like, hey, it's okay. It's not your fault. It's... um, sad to say it but it's happened to a lot of people (laughs) um you're not alone but just i don't know work through it and you'll be okay i don't (laughs) that's i I mean that's exactly what i think we need to say to everybody exactly there is a lot of fear and a lot of feelings of shame and guilt associated with going through things like we've talked about Mm -hmm. and sometimes people hide it and just push it away and push it away and push it away and push it away and the ripple effect of that can be devastating on the joy in your life Mm -hmm. so i guess that's my encouragement too is that to say those exact things you're not alone and almost everyone unfortunately in my friend group in my um acquaintance network which is you know the bigger one has had something like this happen to them. Yeah. So it's probably not as uncommon as some people think. Mm -hmm. And when they realize that um, rape doesn't have to be necessarily a violent act, then when you take that part away, it's, I think it kind of opens the door to a lot of maybe uncomfortable conversations. And I think that's probably why people avoid it. And possibly... The, some of the healing of that could be on the other side of starting to talk about it. Right. And this is why we wanted to do this show. Laura LaBelle has been my guest, and this has been very good. Uh, her podcast is called The Impossible Job, which is also very good. Check out her podcast. And, of course, you can always get with me anytime on email at d at wbqb.com. Laura, this has been wonderful. Thanks for sharing your story. Thank you. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by the host and guests on this podcast are their own and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting.